Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and thanks for joining me here today on The Communication Architect. Each week, we'll share content that will empower you to grow your personal leadership capacity through the development of communication competencies that build emotional health and relational resilience. We'll unpack some practical applications of interpersonal, intrapersonal, family, and organizational communication. And we'll connect with stories of transformation that will inspire you to achieve personal and social change. Now, let's build the scaffolding you need to become a communication architect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, lifelong homeschooling parent, author, and president of Chula Vista Christian University, a four-year university that centers on mentor-driven, Bible-based, debt-free higher education. Join us for a visit day on April 20th and experience our signature Socratic model in person. Just click the pop-up box at cvcu.us to register. If you're new to the show, we're in a season unpacking American education, so be sure to scroll back on my podcast for some tips on breaking free from toxic traits of traditional education. Pastors, if you'd like to know more about how you can play a vital role in rescuing the outsourced generation, go to cvcu.us and click the Start an Academy tab. We can have your homeschool campus running in just four weeks. And parents, we have three levels of support for you, church-based support classes, college degree programs, and the Start an Academy program for pastors. Just this semester, we launched a very exciting community program, tuition-free homeschool support that's not yoked to a woke government system. Check it out at cvcu.us. CU.us. Well, I am so excited about today's guest. It is my great honor to have back with us on the show, the legendary Dr. Brian Ray. He's the founder of National Home Education Research Institute. You know, I'm always citing his phenomenal peer-reviewed research on the show. And for those who may have homeschool naysayers in your family, his site, neri.org, N-H-E-R-I.org, is the one I always send you to. Dr. Ray is a leading expert and expert witness on home education, private education, public schooling, psychological measurement and evaluation, research methodology, and schooling in general. And like I said, he is a legend. He's published numerous articles and books. He's been interviewed by major media, served as an expert witness in court cases across the U.S. and Canada, testified to legislatures regarding educational issues. He holds a PhD in science education, a master's degree in zoology, and a bachelor's degree in biology. He and his wife, Betsy, have been married 42 years and have eight children, all of whom are homeschooled. But on a personal note, I have to say that Dr. Ray is one of the kindest, most gracious people I've ever met. He is literally a gentle giant in the field. And listen, friends, that is a rare commodity in the science realm. You can learn more about his work at neary.org. Dr. Ray, it is such a joy to have you on the show with us today. Thank you. Dr. Dunn, thank you. That was a fun and groovy intro to the whole situation. Let's go. What do you want to talk about today? What well, you, you today? I know your research has been so instrumental. I, I know you've been on the show with us before, but I thought we, to catch up maybe our new listeners who didn't get to hear you last time, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about Neri and how you got started. And then I know we're going to try our best miraculously to boil down 40 years of research and the whys behind it in today's show. Maybe tell us a little bit about how near you got started and then we'll jump in yeah that's i'll make that a short story so in the way way back time machine i love science i love animals i love observing my mom said oh brian when you're in kindergarten you were reading the encyclopedia and taking notes so i just it's just what happened god designs us certain ways and that's what i did so anyway fast forward after the biology stuff and the zoology stuff and the teaching for a few years and the phd stuff 
you know, during that, I got very interested in alternatives in education, just like organic gardening and drip irrigation in a garden and all that. Well, what works, you know? And I met these people down in Corvallis, Oregon. We didn't even know what to call them at the time, but I think they were basically hippie, sort of left-wing <laughs> homeschoolers. <laughs> and, and anyway, I started looking for research on it, and almost nothing had been done, Dr. Dunn. Wow. I mean, I just tried to pull together whatever I could find, anything related to, you know, delaying schooling and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, 1985, I started the journal Homeschool Researcher, if you can believe it. Is that wow. 30? How many years ago was that? 1985? I don't know. I can't be that old. Anyway, and then <laughs> five years later, we started the, the Research Institute, NHERI.org, National Home Education Research Institute. That's 33 years ago. Wow. So we do research. We follow research. We clearinghouse research. That's what we do. We do research. That's how it got rolling. Amazing. Well, we're so thankful for you because what you've done informs not only our our anecdotal evidence, it turns it into peer-reviewed research. We're able to look at it from both the, the heart and the mind perspective, which is so powerful for our listeners. So thank you. Thank you mm. for being such a pioneer in the field. Thank you thank for, you. I know we talked before the show, but you know, you, uh, I said then you, you tilled the ground and you planted seeds that are now harvesting parents all across the United States. Their, their minds and hearts are waking up. So thank you for the pioneering spirit that you have and the work that you've done. We just, we honor that. And we're so excited to have you on the show. So we talked to about trying to boil down all this research into some quadrants. Let's start, let's start with the first one that parents always ask, and that's the academic impact. And the the why behind that, you know, new homeschoolers always want to know, will my kids be, uh, will they be academically equipped by homeschooling? Now, you and I know that anecdotally, but talk to us from a peer-reviewed data perspective. Yeah, and, and there's so many ways to measure academic learning, and we all know that, and professional educators debate it, argue about it, and some say tests are wonderful, some say tests are horrible, but, right. but let's face it, we still use tests. So, right. <laughs> you know, whether, whether we think it's good or bad, we use tests, and it is kind of the easiest, kind of the most objective way to measure whether children are learning how to read, write, do arithmetic, right? Right. And and you and I could have fun. We could go on all about learning theory and learning styles, and right. you know, boys maybe are slower than girls at something. Yeah, we go to all that, but <clears throat> these standardized tests, they do get at somehow how well children are doing. So when we look at reading, writing, arithmetic, the basic three R's, and and we say, you know, I, I think people should keep in mind, I don't want to overdo this, but are public school kids doing that great? <laughs> you no. know, but, but here we go. When we go into a standardized academic achievement test, we are generally comparing students to mainly public school students. Right. But all that being said, in, in 63% of peer-reviewed studies now, you know, so we've got well over half the homeschooled are doing statistically significantly better than mm. the others. So it was the standard, you know, the average on a standardized test is the 50th, five zero percentile. Mm -hmm. And typically homeschooled children on average are scoring up around the, you know, maybe the, the 65th to 75th percentile. It, you never know, but, but that's on average. And people say, but, but what does that mean? Well, it means that's significantly better. Right. And then and then people might say, yeah, but really, I mean, what if you look at aren't, aren't all homeschool kids, you know, from rich families and white and beautiful <laughs> and all that wonderful <laughs> stuff. And well, even when we control for those demographic variables, mm -hmm. 
the homeschooled still do better than average. Mm. And, and what that means in a sense is that even if you look at those different background or demographic variables, your child will probably do better being homeschooled than in a conventional school. That's what it means. So, right. so I want to encourage the families, if they test their children and they say, hey, but my Susie is below average on math and my Billy's a little bit below average on science. Think about it this way. If they'd been in public school, they'd probably do worse. Right, right. <laughs> you know, and, and the second thing is, remember, in a way, this is not a really valid measure of homeschool learning because homeschoolers do not need to teach the same stuff that public schools want you to teach kids. Right. So there are, there are a lot of arguments about this. But I, th I think the big picture is overall, they're doing above average academically. That's excellent. Do you want to add a why to that? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm glad because, you know, we think a lot of times I have to deal with this in court cases as an expert witness. And you've got people arguing about homeschooling or should this child be homeschooled or not. And I've decided over the last, oh, more than a decade, Dr. Dunn, that, that don't even say the H word. Don't even say homeschooling. Mm. I just, I just kind of use rhetorical questions of when do children usually learn more? If they're in a group of 25 children with one teacher <laughs> or three or four right. and everybody knows the answer right when do children do better if they're being essentially mentored or tutored or if they're not being mentored or tutored everybody knows the answer when do children learn more if there are more distractions or fewer distractions everybody knows the answer when do children learn better or more if the curriculum and the teaching is aimed at their particular strengths, weaknesses, and learning style, or if it's just a one-shot deal for 28 kids in the room, everybody knows the answer. So, you know, when you start going down that line, and people say, oh, I get how you're trying to trick us, Dr. Ray. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm not trying to trick you. Public school teachers, private school teachers, professors of education, moms and dads who grew up in schools all know that the traits I'm talking about which are systemically natural to home-based education is how and when children learn better. So really, it shouldn't be a surprise that homeschool children right. do well, should it? Right, it shouldn't. I don't think it should be a surprise to anybody. Like, why wouldn't they do better? Right. And then people say, yeah, but mom and dad don't have a government certification. <laughs> like, whatever. The research, we have we have 6,000 years before government certification, and now we have a 40-year experiment of homeschooling so that good. absolutely supports the concept you don't need a government license to teach children in the English language the letter A has three sounds at A R. <laughs> you don't need four years of college to do that do you? You, you don't, don't you don't need four years you could get a nineteen my wife and I bought a nineteen dollar phonics program thirty five years ago. <laughs> Oh, that my. is awesome. That it's is awesome. so fun. It's so fun. Well, Dr. Ray, we were talking about the the academic impact, which is what parents always ask us. That's always the first question. Mm -hmm. And of course, we summed that uh, that parents being in the mix, which we've talked about before, uh, when our ceiling is, you know, a, a whole room of 25 five-year-olds, that's a whole different ballgame than when our ceiling is adults mm -hmm. who are invested in our learning and, ac and academics um, and modeling for us good vocabulary skills, good syntax, good uh, manner. You know, all the things that go along with being a yes. hashtag adult. Uh, let's talk about the socio-emotional impact, the social mm -hmm. impact. 
What is it like for, and what is some of the research showing for you um, in terms of how homeschoolers are succeeding or not succeeding in that yes, arena? Yes, it's going to sound like a broken record, Dr. Dunn. <laughs> uh, we, we, we now have about 22 peer-reviewed studies on mm. that. And people say, well, only 22. Well, there are a lot of other studies, but these are the ones I could find in peer-reviewed journals. Mm. 64% of those studies find that the home-educated are doing statistically significantly better in terms of their social and emotional development than those who went to conventional schools. So, and people say, well, what about the other, what, what is that, 36%? Uh, it's not that they're doing worse. It's like no difference or mixed findings. So mm. again, even, even measuring homeschooled children by some worldly standard yeah. of secular thinking and secular psychology, so they're doing better. So yeah. good. But, but again, what would you expect? Their, right. their main role models are, are adults, both their parents, right co-op teachers, and they mix with a variety of ages. So, so people shouldn't be shocked. Right. I mean, the only reason, nobody asked Abraham Lincoln's parents, what about socialization? <laughs> nobody, nobody asked Pearl S. Bucks, what about, so? nobody asked 6,000 years of parents, what about socialization? Because they're not in standard, you know, institutional schools with 28 peers. We only ask that question because we ourselves were institutionalized, right. I think. Right. I do, too. And the stereotype of just the word, like you said earlier, homeschooling, uh, you know, versus parent directed education or whatever other you know monikers we might decide to use. But because of our own resistance to that, and our own lack of foundation in that, we often, you know, fall into that category. So I love that. That's and it, it is it's kind of the study of the obvious. I mean, we should expect these things. It seems mm -hmm. it goes along with everything we know as educators. But because, you know, I spent 20 years in education and we become biased about the mm -hmm. education mm -hmm. system and, you know, a, a, a homeschool mom who didn't even graduate from high school doing better than a quote state certified teacher, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of the outcomes, that's a, that's a threat to some people. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we really have to help people understand Absolutely. why that's so important. It's a lot more organic. It's mm -hmm. a lot more mm -hmm. natural. I, I think professional you know? educators should not be defensive. I, no. I think they should say, wow, this is fascinating. And we've what got, can we, we learn from it? What can yes. we learn from it? We've yes. got 40 years of research and that's we right. keep, it keeps up here. I'll look at it this way. What if, what if, all these positive research results I'm talking about. What if where there was no significant difference? Mm -hmm. That would still be a big deal, Dr. Dunn, it's because true. they would say, hey, say, hey, public school kids do no better than homeschool kids, it's no true. worse, but those homeschool kids don't have government certified teachers and right. they're not being given $15,000 right. per year of tax dollars, right. but they're doing just as well. That's I mean, right. The, the, a null, null in, in research, we call it a null finding. A null yep. finding would be yep. a big finding. Yep. Know, and anybody really. who really was yeah, research oriented would have to ask that question. If you're authentically yes. looking for answers sure. and that's probably the base, there's probably sure. not an authentic search on that yeah. side. Yeah. What about generational engagement, community? Uh, you know, obviously one of the old school 30 years ago, uh, you know, uh, stereotypes about homeschoolers is not that old word socialized. And of course, we have to ask who's doing the socialization, who's teaching our children, what are they being taught? Uh, but what about community generational engagement? Mm -hmm. What are some things mm -hmm. that you're seeing across the board in your research? Yeah, now? yeah, it's, it's looking, it's looking positive. There's not as much research on that. And it's a little bit more mixed. I mean, in some areas, studies, like this is like all over the place, in a way, in some studies that say, hey, they're engaging more in voting. They're engaging more in community involvement. Mm -hmm. Other studies say, well, I'm not sure. It's mixed. It depends on how many years they were homeschooled or not homeschooled. Uh, one study that really kind of rocked the, the negative critics world came out and said, hey, homeschool graduates are more politically tolerant mm -hmm. than 
the public school when for decades people were saying they're going to grow up to be biased and parochial and narrow-minded <laughs> and bigoted but it turns out they're more politically tolerant so we have that it, it's not like a Oh, you, you can't just say, oh, out of 20 peer-reviewed studies, the homeschool kids are doing better, you know, graduates. It's, it's right. more like mixed, and but nothing particularly negative, right. you know. So that, I would say that about that. In terms of how they're doing in, in the adult world, when you start looking at, uh, let's say, success in college, uh, tendency toward, you know, drug or alcohol addiction, the homeschooled are doing better, significantly better. I mean, 50% of the studies find that the home educated are doing significantly better than those who went to conventional schools. When you look at different various uh, aspects of success in adulthood. So that's that's pretty strong. You know, it's not all studies, but half of them, they're doing right. better. Uh, so that's good. That's good as far as the a record for home education. Absolutely. And I think, too, I love that piece on generational engagement. And I think, you know, projecting forward, thinking about what's happening since 2020, where we have now more grandparents in the mix. Uh, you know, I'm always talking with my CVCU students about how important it is they're able to relate outside their generational lens, that they can talk to, you know, builders, boomers, Gen Xers, Gen Zers, alphas, that they can connect with everybody. And mm -hmm. so I love the I love the piece on that. And we always, we always laughed about that with our kids, that they really could connect with someone who was yes. you know, a child yes. or yes. a great grandparent. Parent. And so I'm excited to see kind of the projections that are going to come out of I think the increase some, in generational yeah, engagement, you know? That would be some good research. I, I, I can tell you experience. I was kind of looking at research studies right. that we don't have hardly anything on there. Right. But I can tell you from experience, talking with people all over the country and other nations, now we have those grandparents who were homeschooling their children. Right. They're very engaged with their children who are homeschooling. And we also have a new generation of people who are parents now with school-aged children, and they're realizing because people like you and I, I, I'm assuming you are, I'm promoting them getting their grandma, grandma yes. and grandpa involved. Yes. Like, what a perfect opportunity. What in the world is this whole thing about retirement and going to, <laughs> you know, live in San Diego and do, no <laughs> and do nothing, you know, when, <laughs> when you can be involved in your children's <laughs> lives and your grandchildren's That's right. lives. That's right. So, oh. much more, so much more opportunity when the grandchildren are home educated. It is. And I think in 10 years, we're going to see that shift. We're going to see an influence of that generational engagement because grandparents are stepping into the into the game right now. When you look uh -huh. at different formats like unit studies or different types of studies, have you has is there any research on the impact on academic success based on format, the type of homeschooling? Yeah, yeah. Do you see some success in in some more than others? There are only a few studies on that, and, and nobody's going to like the answer. The okay. proponent, proponents of the different <laughs> for a different way are not going to like the answer. The research we have so far shows almost no difference in terms of academic okay, learning. Yeah. And and I think what we see, like, I've asked the question kind of different ways. One was how much structure is, in there, is there in your homeschooling? Mm -hmm. You know, very little to a lot. And almost no correlation, Dr. Dunn, with academic achievement. That actually doesn't surprise me at all because I know the, <laughs> the success factor is the parent. An involved parent is the predictor of socioeconomic I success. I think that's so amazing. I'm not, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. But amazing. I know that's something parents ask. Is there a certain way that we do it? What if we do it this yeah, way versus yeah, that yeah. way? I think that should really free up a lot of our listeners to say, I, no, I you're, the so. secret you're the secret sauce. So. <laughs> yeah. There's one study, one study out of Canada. And it found now people got to listen carefully. I know we got to go fast here, but it found those who from a more unstructured did not do as well on standardized tests. But here's the big but. She was only studying nine year olds. Oh. By the time they get to be 12 or 15, 
even the researchers said, hey, this might totally change and they're going to do just as well as those who came from a more structured homeschool environment. And that's what I see in talking with people is that, like you said, the parents are the, the key. And also, you know what? Even the most diehard unschoolers I've met, they want to make sure their children learn how to read, write, and do basic of math. Course. You know, they, they, can, they can talk all about unschooling and letting the child decide, but almost all of them are going to find a way to make sure their children become literate. I think that's so freeing. I just love hearing that. There's, mm-hmm. Listen, parents, mm-hmm. that means just, you, you're not going to mess them up. <laughs> your, yes. your kids are going to be better off because of the time they spent with you, no matter what the yes. structure, no matter what the format, no matter what type of, of, of curricula you use, they're going to be better because they have you in the mix. Well, Dr. Ray, where can listeners find mo- out more about your research? Where can we, how can we support you in what you're doing as a, yes. you were the pioneer? It's so simple. Mm-hmm. Go to nheri.org org and you can sign up for free research news we do not send out a bunch of junk email <laughs> and up at the top right you can click donate and and i do really want to emphasize that nary is a one-of-a-kind nonprofit think tank in the world we are not supported by tax dollars yes. all of your big universities whereas all kinds of junk research and right. research from a worldview you do not agree with is being tax funded by you but we need your help and we want to be, we, you know, we're, we've been around 33 years and we want us to be the main voice in the next 33 years and not let that void be filled by various isms like statism and Marxism and LGBTQism and all those other isms. You know, that's that's where the researchers are coming from, many of them. So it's easy. N-H-E-R-I dot org. Phenomenal. Listeners, let's get on there and support Dr. Ray and his incredible research. We all know the traditional education is broken beyond repair, and I am calling on churches across the United States to be part of the solution. Go to cvcu.us and click the Start a Homeschool Academy tab to step into that rescue mission. Remember to join us on April 20th here in San Diego for CVCU Visit Day. You'll have an opportunity to experience our signature Socratic model in person, meet our world-class faculty, have lunch with our students, and get a chance to walk a day in the life of a CVCU crusader. You can click the pop-up box at cvcu.us for info. Don't forget to check out my latest book on the 12 toxic traits of the public school system. Outsourced is available at outsourcethebook.com or you can find all of our books, blogs, and podcasts at cvcu.us. Again, I'm Dr. Lisa Nunn. Thanks for joining us here on today's show. We'll be back next week with more of our toxic trait analysis. We'll see you then. Thanks again for joining us here on The Communication Architect. If you have questions about today's episode, or if there are topics you'd like to see us address, send your comments via Instagram to at Dr. Lisa Dunn or via email to contact at drlisadunn.com. That's D-R-L-I-S-A-D-U-N-N-E.com. And remember, strategic communication will help you build greater emotional health and relational resilience. So don't miss the next episode. I'm Dr. Lisa Dunn, and I look forward to talking with you next time right here on The Communication Architect.